Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate you being with us. Uh, we're having a, a very interesting uh, round of uh, information coming out of our show today. And my next guest is Terry Lammers from Innovative Business Advisors. And we're going to talk about the topic of what your business is worth. And his company, Innovative Business Advisors, helps people buy and sell businesses and their target client has a value between $1 million and $15 million. That's probably a lot of you listening. Uh, Terry is a CVA, which is a Certified Valuation Analyst. So they value a lot of companies, and they do uh, consulting using the Value Builder system. So, uh, Terry, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Uh-huh. Hey, tell us a little bit about you and your background and, and what you do at Innovative. I grew up in a small town, family business, uh, fuel and lubricants. Uh, came back to the company in 1991, kind of took it over, had the opportunity to purchase 11 other companies, uh, grew the company from $750,000 a year in sales to over $42 million, and um, sold the company in 2010 to uh, Growmark, which is a uh, $6 billion company. So, Wow, um, congratulations. Thank you. It was an interesting ride. Good job, and then and then from there, did you start Innovative Business Advisors, or tell us what, what was your path after you that? Know, I had to work for Growmark for six months. After that, I was done. I sat around the house for about three months, and my wife yep. told me I had, I'm going to get a job. So <laughs> I ended up doing commercial banking for three and a half years, which was very interesting because you know obviously I did a lot of banking and borrowing um, with the oil company, but it was neat to be on the other side of the fence and you know see it from the bank's perspective uh so did that for three and a half years um painful as it was learned a lot kind of got my entrepreneurial spirit back and you know had an opportunity to look back on life and you know what i really enjoyed was buying companies and selling you know and obviously i sold my company but Mm -hmm. uh that's how innovative came about um there was nobody really in my area doing it so um we help people buy and sell companies i got my uh, CVA value or designation, so we do a lot of business valuations, helping people get a true idea of what their company is worth. And uh, we also do some consulting using um, we use the Value Builder system, which is a a great system that teaches you non-financial things that can drive the sellability of your company. And then uh, we're also very focused on financial statements and getting people to look at their statements in a trend and some key financial ratios. Yeah, that value builder system is a great program. If, if uh, our listeners, if you're not familiar with it, it, it came out of the work of a guy named uh, John Warlow, who wrote a book called Built to Sell, which is a great read. 
and then he created this uh, a great program to help business owners work with advisors to to grow a, a more attractive and sustainable and valuable business. Right, Terry? Yes, absolutely. And you know, more importantly, it's something that's sellable. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, well, and, and people yeah, don't you know, realize you know, that. As as you as you know, um, a lot of businesses in the in the range that you're talking about, um, they they try to go sell, or they think they'll just you know go talk to a business broker or somebody, and and they find out it's it's not worth what they thought it was going to be worth, and uh, or it might not even be sellable because it's too based too much uh, based on the owner's activities. And uh, so, but going through an exercise like the value builder really helps them understand up front what they what work they need to do to make their business sellable, so they have a better chance if that's what they want to do, right? Right. I mean, I could give you a quick example of you like the client that you know we just were kind of ending our relationship because the company wasn't sellable. Um, he had a trucking company with a half million dollars in cash flow, so it make. Good. That's good money, and that's a mm-hmm. you know a number that'll attract buyers from out of state. But he literally did everything himself. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a trucking and logistics. He dispatched the trucks. All the employees reported to him. Um, all the customers went straight to him. And at the end of the day, it's just it's not a sellable company because if you take him out of the picture, there's nothing left. Wow. What is what a shame because it's, it sounds like, you know, and and it, so you came to the conclusion with him that, hey, this is you either have to uh, change the way you're you're working here or uh, I, I, there's just nothing I can do at this point, right? Yes, absolutely. And you know, my kind of advice uh, going forward is, you know, one, he took a dip in profit. And he's got a racing habit, <laughs> and uh, you know his, his <laughs> cash flow went down, so the value of the company went down. So it wasn't enough there that that he wanted to sell it, and it was hard to sell anyway. So you know my advice to him was, you need to build that profit back up. That is so important. Your company's worth the cash flow that it's spinning off, and uh, he needed he needs to build that back up. And I said, just as important, you need to find somebody that can dispatch those trucks. And, and, you know, talk to the customers so that if you're gone racing somewhere, there's somebody there to run that company and deal with the trucks and employees. Yeah, and, you know, I think that what's, what's great about that type of advice and going through these exercises and looking at these types of things is if the owner does these types of things, and as, I was just talking to somebody yesterday, if they do the types of things that make them less uh, important to the day-to-day operations, they may decide they don't want to sell it because now they've got a business and, and time on their hands to do things that they might want to do. They're not so stressed out. So uh, whether or not you sell it at that point, you know, it is up to you. But in any case, you're making your, your life a lot more, uh, you know, uh, I guess, easy and uh, yeah a lot easier so so when you get involved with people and you just talked about one of the things but what are some of the other uh, biggest deal killers for selling a business you know the biggest deal killer by far is a company that's overpriced um you know we we, i mentioned cash flow uh one of the biggest things that I see people say is, you know, well, my company's worth X because, you know, which is way higher than what it is worth. Because if somebody buys this and they do this, this, and this, they can build it up and it'll they'll make a fortune. Well, right. here's the newsflash. 
You can't sell your company for what somebody else may make of it. Your company is worth, you know, the cash flow that it's producing. And um, when I think that word cash flow, what I want doing speaking events and stuff, I really like to get out that it's not about sales and net income. It's about and cash flow. If people tell me all the time, my, my sales were up a half a million dollars last year. Well, I don't really care if the sales are up for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. How much more money did you make? And, you know, so it really all starts with evaluation of the company, and they need to have a realistic idea of what the company is worth. So overpricing a company is is definitely one of the biggest deal killers that's out there. And in your estimation, from your experience, um, what's how many times uh, over real price uh, do do most business owners think their business is worth? How over how overvalued is the business in their head? Oh my gosh! Most of the time, it's over double. I did evaluation for a company last year. Yeah, and uh, I did evaluation for a company last year. Pretty big company. I valued it at ten million dollars. And in the presentation of the valuation, the owner, who was an older gentleman, piped up out of kind of nowhere and said, you've mentioned financial statements twice. I'm telling you right now, this company's not going to be sold on its financial statements. It's going to be sold on the products that we sell. And he thought the company was worth $20 million. And what's mm-hmm. really sad about that is, guess what? It ain't sold. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, there, right. You, you know, you may get into certain strategic acquisitions. And, and you know, my, the purchase of my company was very definitely a strategic acquisition. Yes. Um, I bought other companies that was a strategic acquisition that I know I paid too much for, but I, I needed that company. Uh, so those types of situations are out there where you get, where you may get paid more than what the company's generating in cash flow, but it's not as often as you would think. Yeah, and, that strategic value doesn't it, come doesn't come easy, and without a lot of planning, upfront planning, like you're saying, yeah, right. Bingo. That's what you're hitting the nail on the head. It really takes a lot of upfront planning. You know, in my case, it was always my intention to build the company up and sell it. And, you know, kind of a, there's always that triggering moment, right? Well, mine was my dad had a heart attack. We worked very close together. Thankfully, he survived, but he left the business and I just didn't have the passion for it that I did with him there. But from buying all these other companies, I knew, you know, I had my ducks in a row. And from the time we signed a letter of intent, uh, in six weeks, it was sold. But you, you wow. know, that doesn't always happen. And the company that bought me, no. I was their largest competitor in Southern Illinois. I had a uh, lubricants distribution warehouse that they needed. Uh, so, you know, it was a classic strategic acquisition. So, you know, but when you're getting most of the time when you're valuing a company, you're valuing it from a financial perspective. You know, what does it make sense for somebody to come in and pay for this company? And is that amount a bankable amount? I hang my hat on that a lot. You know, if I value the company at $5 million, if you come in and buy it and make a reasonable down payment, is there enough cash flow there to service that debt? Right. Good point. Good point. And, you know, um, uh, uh, since you brought it up, um, in your estimation, uh, what percentages of businesses are sold because of an unplanned event, like a health issue um, with an owner? Do you have any any idea? You no, know, I, I, I don't have an exact percentage, but I would tell you way too many. Um, in my book, 
I talk about, you know, business owners have the classic, I call it the ostrich syndrome. They got their head stuck in the sand. And it isn't until what they call it the five Ds, you know, death, divorce, disability, you know, something like that comes up. That Dissolution, they yeah. to sell the company. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. and often they want to do a fire sale, and that's just a horrible situation, you know, and they just haven't planned for it. So um, I jokingly tell business owners all the time, get your head out of the sand. You know, value your company. So even if you're not planning on selling in 10 years, you need to have a realistic idea of what that company's worth and, you know, build your team of advisors. So what is your number? What number do you need to retire? Um, I just got done with lunch with a financial advisor. And one of the tragic things I think I see happen with them a lot is a, a business owner comes to them and says their company's worth $10 million and they write up a, a retirement plan as if they're magically getting this $10 million check. And fast forward to their 65 years old and they come to somebody like us and we tell them uh, the company's worth $5 million and, oh, yeah, that's before you pay Uncle Sam. And that, you know, right. that retirement plan just got blew up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same as uh, you see people put um, full value of their 401k on their balance sheet and you say, you know, Hey, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, if you got all of that money? But guess what? On the way out, it's gonna—it's all gonna get taxed pretty heavily. And you know, that's a—that—that that point is very good. I mean, I had a, a good friend of mine a few years ago now, but um, was planning on growing and doubling the size of his business and acquisitions, and you know, all the stuff that business owners love to think about. But unfortunately, one day he got on a a treadmill and pushed it a little too hard, had a heart attack, and died at at a gym and left a, a, a big mess for his wife to clean up. Um, and, it, yep. you know, it's a shame to be remembered for your lack of planning uh, in a situation yes. like that. And, I, you know, it all, the business was sold, um, but two years later, mm-hmm. the, the acquiring company went out of business and the widow never did get full value for it. Um, and, but they, they yeah. were lucky to get anything. I, I have a, uh, somebody that I knew personally that was 84 years old and he got killed at tree limb fell on him and 84 years old no estate planning literally left his family in turmoil uh to this day you know over 10 years later and um you know you had one sibling still in the the business that they own five siblings that thought the thing was worth literally 10 times more than what it was worth it wasn't making any money um you know fighting over assets land it's just you know a horrible situation when when people don't get their head out of the sand yeah, yeah, that that is a shame, and so you know the point is uh, you got to cover all the bases, right? When you're thinking about this, well, you know, and here's what I tell people now, um, Terry, is that before we get started on the uh, the 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 good side of the planning, the fun side of the planning, we need to take care of the the important side because people know that we're talking. And if anything happens to you, like happened to my friend suddenly like that, then they're going to ask me, well, what's the plan for that? And if we don't have – and that, that, those types of plans don't take as long to put together, uh, but they're critically yeah. important. What happens if anything happens along the way? So, But let's get back to the, the more happy side of the interview. <laughs> what, are <some laughs> of the, the, what are some of the non-financial things that can really hurt uh, businesses' sellability? Sure. You know, so we talked about one. So the value builder system calls it the one of the eight value drivers of Switzerland structure. So is your company overly – so Switzerland, right, independent country, never fought in the world wars. You know, so is your company independent Neutral. of in, anyone – yeah, anyone customer, anyone supplier, or anyone employee? 
Um, you know, another thing that sneaks into it that people don't understand, and I think there's a lot of confusion around, is when we value your company, you know, I'm valuing the, the cash flow of that company. But there's also working capital requirements. So, you know, if you have, say, you have your construction company, and, you, you know, they're difficult to sell anyway, but you have – four months of accounts receivable, you know, or, you know, it's what, 120 days of accounts receivable. The working capital, if there is a large working capital requirement that goes along with your company, it could reduce, you know, what bankable amount somebody might be able to borrow to pay for that company because of the working capital requirements. My company was a good example. I mean, it had $3 million in accounts receivable and a million dollars in inventory. You know, so whoever stepped up to the plate to buy my company, hey, technically they're writing a second check for over $4 million to support that accounts receivable and inventory. And that can can become a very big hurdle to get over if, uh, you know, if your company has a large working capital requirement. Great point. Great point. Teeter-totter. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like that's to use right. the example of a, I'm sorry, of a customer that I had. Um, he runs about 50 trucks, so a large, large trucking operation. He used about 10,000 gallons of fuel a week. Great fuel customer farming. He hauled all the milk out of a local dairy. But you know how many customers he had? One. The dairy was oh. his only customer, and he's running 50 trucks. How how are you going to sell that company? Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what, um, yeah, the, the risk is so high. And again, uh, when people really get into the nuts and bolts, and one of the one of those modules is also how your business is valued and understanding what the risk is to the buyer, like you're talking about. Yeah, you know, uh, recurring revenue is a big thing. If you can build recurring revenue in your company, um, it will be much more sellable. Uh, I, you know, look at the construction industry. You're always building yourself out of a job, right? But Say again, not to keep bringing up my my previous company, but with our oil company, farmers are going to farm. You know, uh, you're selling fuel to municipalities for gas trucks, and I mean, I'm sorry, for fire trucks and police cars. Those things are going to run every day. If you have an insurance company, you know, those insurance policies renew every year. Uh, versus if you're, you know, a company that I laugh started innovative from scratch, but you know, the brokerage side that we do. Once I sell a business, I got to go find another one to sell. You know, so building right. recurring revenue into the company, and John Warillo of the Value Builder System has done a good job uh, basically laying out how you could take any any kind of a company and build a recurring revenue system into it. And, and you're, you're, you're absolutely right. That's the one a lot of people scratch their head at, but once, it, once you explain it like that, like I think he uses the example of there's a, uh, a security company, and one installs security systems, and the other company mm-hmm. monitors those systems. And the one that monitors is worth a, a lot more because they have recurring revenue from the subscription for that. And, and the idea is that can your company build in some kind of a maintenance division or a, yep. con, you know, a, 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 can you do anything with your, your knowledge? Uh, how can you build that recurring revenue? It, it is, it's great stuff. Value Builder is a great program for any business owner to go through. Um, and what do you... Uh, what do you, when do you suggest that a business owner um, should have their business valued and start thinking about this kind of thing? You know, I, I feel strongly about this, Bill. I think you should have your business valued 
no matter where you are, use it as a benchmark. We we do what we call a summary valuation. Um, it doesn't meet all the requirements of a NAFA valuation, the, which is a national standard, you know, but and mainly it's missing a write-up on the company, industry, and management team, which the owner already knows that. So we do a summary valuation. You get the same number, much cheaper price, you know, and it will give you a very realistic idea of what your company's worth. And then, you know, I advocate largely build your team. So, okay, what what number do you need? You know, we talk about it. Go see a financial advisor. If uh, the value of your company is a lot less than what you need for retirement, then, you know, in our company, we got the coaching. So let's take you down the coaching path, whether it's a value builder system or, or you know, a profit improvement plan or whatever. If the, you, the company is worth enough to sell it, well, okay, what can we do in a short window of time to make it more sellable or to pump that value up a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the same thing with the value builder questionnaire. It's a great thing to go through and just get a measure of where you're at. And what, if, you know, if I'm going to grow this company, you know, do I grow it building recurring revenue or do I grow it, you know, continuing to sell something that can't be repeatable? That's so really, I think that's the key, you know, know those things now. You know, listeners, you know that someday you will exit your business. It's inevitable. You don't know when uh, necessarily because it could happen on an unplanned event like we talked about. But but usually people have a, a timeline in their head, don't they, Terry? Yes. Um, well, I'd say yes and no. I mean, yeah, they got a timeline in their head. It's just most of the time they fail to execute on it until – an event happens in life that's like, oh, I guess that time is now. Um, interesting, I had a conversation today also. Um, the manufacturing index last year, 70% of companies were thinking about exiting or transition. And this year, it's not even on the radar. And our guess was in the conversation was that profits are up. Hey, times are good, so I don't want to sell it. That's the best time to be thinking about selling the company, you know, when the profits right, are right. up. Really think of right. – Stress, you know, the last three years, three to five years of your company's cash flow is really going to dictate what you're getting for that company. So to end it on an apex is, uh, you know, is an absolute correct thing to do. Yeah, and I, I hear that over and over again, too, that, um, you know, while profits are up, it, it's a great time while we're on the up and up. But what yeah. happens when we slip back into a recessionary period uh, that, you know, it's just like the stock market. A lot more people buy and sell at the wrong time. Uh, and in business, the compounding factor, I think, that you'll agree with this is that a lot of business owners – uh, have deferred selling their business because of the last great recession, and they're getting older, and a lot more of them are going to be saying at the same time, you know, let me put it this way, there's going to be a lot more contestants in the beauty contest. When you go to sell your business, yeah. there's going to be a lot more competition. So yeah. you really need to be on your game and get on your game. And, uh, Terry, it sounds like getting in touch with you is a first step, but you also have a book out, and I, um, the title yeah. of it is you don't know what you don't know, everything you need to know to buy or sell or business. What, tell, tell our listeners just briefly what they, why they should buy the book and where they can find it. It's kind of like the three tips that I would give you. You know, have your company valued, build your team, and, and have a plan. So the book uh, is about, you know, buying companies, a simple way to value a company. Uh, the middle of the book, I say, is about building your team, you know, so there's a chapter on bankers, attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors. There's a chapter about bankability and how to keep yourself bankable. Um, uh, 
building value in the company. Then we, you know, I just kind of take them through the whole gamut and, and then the process of selling the company. And the last chapter I called, don't be like the dog that caught the car. I mean, have a plan for your life when you sell your company. I sold my company. I had no idea now what I was going to do the rest of my life. <laughs> and my new one thing, my wife didn't want me at home. Apparently, my house is a marital asset that I'm not allowed to be at during the day. <laughs> yeah, you've, so, you've learned so yeah. it's, it's it's about breakfast and uh, and dinner, not lunch. <laughs> yep. I try and keep it humorous. I mean, it's all it's a lot of, of very practical stories. There's questions at the end of each chapter. And it was when I was writing those questions, it was the last thing I did in writing the book that, you know, you're like, you know what? If you can answer the questions, these questions, you you will have learned something. So that's uh, very easy read. Um, get a lot of good reviews on it. So, and um, and what I like about uh, what what I'm reading here is that you you don't stop there. Then you offer people a free value builder questionnaire on your website, so you can you can read about it and then go do something about it, learn something about it, and then get uh, get involved in. And, and have someone to work with in Terry Lammers with Innovative Business Advisors. Terry, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you or learn more about you? Uh, websites, www.innovativeba.com. Uh, LinkedIn, great place. We've got a Facebook page. Uh, I'm happy to give my cell phone out, 618-530-8922. Um, that should get you to me one way or the other. <laughs> That's terrific. So, well, uh, you know, I've learned a lot. Our listeners, I'm sure, have taken some notes and learned a lot, and I hope they'll get in touch with you and, and start down the road on learning more about how to get prepared. Uh, and, and really, first of all, understand the first step, what, what's it really worth? What's your business really worth? So, Terry, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you'll come back and join me again sometime, and we can expand on some of these value builders. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it very much, and thanks to the audience for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.